Hey, hello everyone, Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. Today we have Never Trust a Skinny Chef Shane. Welcome! Hello! Hey, today we're going to be talking about the SIV course that we did today. Today is, oh look, I don't even have my watch on me. What is today's date? The 20... August 21st. August 21st. Oh, 22nd. 22nd. Oh my gosh, I don't even know what... 22nd. All right, August 22nd of 2020. Be careful, that flame is high. We just started the grill over here and we're gonna be making some hamburgers and we figured, you know what, why don't we do a bonus podcast while we're making burgers since we're gonna be talking about the SIV course anyways, right? Yes. Might as well. So I think that, uh, we'll see, Shane is making a, doing a text thing real quick and we got the grill going. And we're gonna be cooking up some of your famous burgers. Is that what we're gonna do? Yes, uh, we are gonna do um, hamburger patties um, and then Anaheim peppers, onions, jalapenos, and bell peppers. That sounds good. Because you have those all. Already been, uh, they've already been uh, sauteed and for lunch. Oh, and cheese, we can't forget the cheese. Oh my God, we definitely can't forget cheese. What do we have for lunch? Well, I got another specialty for you. Um, at lunch, I made you a keto-friendly uh, cheese-wrapped um, brat. And today, I'm going to make a hamburger patty, and then I'm going to wrap it in a fried cheese to make it a fried cheese bun, if you will. Have you ever done that before? Uh, no, not on a hamburger. See, this this sounds really good because now... Now we already went out with the friends after you know after the SIV course we went out with the friends, and uh, when I go out with friends I'm not on any diet uh, at all, and I really enjoyed our our French fries uh, the loaded French fries and those really amazing homemade rolls that they had with that uh, what was that cinnamon bun or cinnamon, uh, cinnamon butter, butter yeah. yeah oh my god that was so good which is probably why I'm still 250 pounds but hey you know live a little right. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with cheating, apparently, according to PPG Grandpa. I'm on vacation. You can eat whatever you want. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, yeah, so today we uh, got over here to Lake Wales, Florida. We, um, well, actually the day before. Yeah, Friday night. Friday night, I set the camper up, made your bed so that you're all comfy, put a chocolate mint on there. All right, now I'm lying. That chocolate mint was really good. I appreciate that. That was that was very <laughs> that was very thoughtful of you. My wife made your bed. I just set the camper up, got it all ice cold for you when you pulled in, and yeah, it's uh. It was raining the entire time, so I got here Friday night. Um, I guess we. Oh yeah, do we had we had ribs that night, right? Yes, we cooked uh, ribs. You already you already. Uh, I pre I pre cooked them. Yes, and then we put them on the grill, warmed them up, and. Uh, chow down on them god those ribs are so good and then um tried to get some sleep the next morning we got up really early early is seven o'clock early seven o'clock yeah and then we uh met up with our instructor over at the dock what about quarter of something like that yeah it was quarter of eight um and we got on the boat and threw all of our gear on there and uh we headed over to the, I guess the LZ is, or the... 
Yeah, I think they call it the ridge. Uh, I, you know, it rained all the way over here, and we have those two hurricanes slash tropical depressions that are coming through. So I was actually really worried. Uh, all night long last night it rained. So um, I, was, I was really worried about uh, today. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, it was really awesome. Uh, we went on the boat. It wasn't that far of a drive over to the LZ. And it was just Shane and I. Uh, everyone else that was going to be doing the SIV course decided that they couldn't come for one reason or another. There was another guy that uh, I think ripped his, his wing. Um, I burnt my wing, so I had to order another one. Just got it not too long ago. So this is a brand new wing because my other wing is being fixed actually it was supposed to get to cloud nine i think yesterday so my roadster i don't know i haven't damaged any gear so i don't know how to send that stuff off yet oh it's it's a it's it's through it's through the mail it's really easy you put on a you know address and the stamp uh i I've, i'm sure eventually I'm positive eventually I'm going to destroy something. I just have been lucky so far. I mean, this is the first thing that I've ever... I think we're right in the smoke. Um, this is the first thing that I've damaged. And the only reason why I damaged it is because I just knew, you know, um, letting it fall behind me, like I have done on numerous occasions, it'd be perfectly fine. But it decided to roll up and... <laughs> I told you this the smoke over here is 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 bad. We we're sitting we're standing we we have this fire going and it just went from yeah, it just went from the flame to the smoke part and uh whew, that's that's rough. But anyway, um let's get on with the actual SIV part. I went first. Why did I go first? Just because I knew what I was doing? I think they needed a professional to show me what I was needing to do correctly. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think, I think because you had already gone, they just kind of wanted to get the momentum going, if you will, which I agreed with. I would preferred you have gone first, anyways, and uh, it's only because I was here what three months ago or so, and uh, did a couple days of SIV. So this is my second SIV that I've gone to. I'm not going to go tomorrow. One day is plenty. And we're going to get into that because the heat index was way over 100. And when the sun's beating on you, um, it's just, it's really rough. I mean, if, okay, first of all, if this, if you've never taken an SIV course and you're thinking about taking an SIV course, and that's the reason why you're listening to this, it is so physically exhausting. Even though you're being towed up there, this is physically, what would you say? I mean, as far as, far as physically demanding what do you think that somebody would need to do to prepare for something like this because you can't find i mean i i couldn't find anything out, out there that said how exhausting an siv course is well from experience as of today yes i will tell you the night before start drinking tons of water right i do mean a ton of water uh, or soda or whatever you drink but make sure it's hydrating um you got a picture you're out in the sun you're actually wearing a life jacket you don't think of a life jacket as being very hot because usually if you're wearing a life jacket you're in the water well this thing is sitting on you in 100 degree heat 
which is only sucking out more moisture from you. Right. Then you add the harness, which literally closes off the wind getting to your back. So now you've got the front covered with a with a life jacket. You've got the back harness, the the harness on your back, and it's you're and, just and you got a helmet and you got a helmet on and you're sitting there just roasting in the sun. It within probably the first hour, maybe hour and ten minutes, I started getting not cramps, but I started getting things that started to tell me I was going to be getting cramps. And shortly after, what exactly did you, what exactly happened? I got pains under my rib on my left side. I kept poking because I was like, man, what is that? And it was dehydration setting in. And next thing you know, it turned into a cramp. Under- I, wonder, I wonder if we had a mild form of heat stroke. Um, I mean, we both got sunburned. Yeah, I put sunblock on before I left the truck. My wife gave me sunblock and... It was sitting in their car in the car when you left i think that's what happened oh well my wife told me to put some on so i i, I do what she says because um i don't want to get in trouble right <laughs> i do whatever i want as long as i ask her first exactly so uh then you like today the winds were kind of strong so you do a reverse launch and you're holding the wing above your head you're kiting it and then the tension um on the tow rope gets going and then you take off that part is the most extreme i would say is the most hardest part of the whole thing is kiting keeping your wing up and paying attention to the rope i mean you're starting to get pressure you want to hold back the pressure but yet you want to keep the wing going it's like doing 10 things at once at the same time in a hundred and something heat index it's 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 a little bit i don't want to say it's a don't get me wrong i had a blast today right i wouldn't change it but except for I would have drank tons more fluid the night before and then all day long um, would have kept drinking tons of fluids. But I ended up going to the Dollar General and buying Pedialyte, three of them. And I've been drinking. How do they taste? Oh, they're not bad. I feel like, um, you know. Well, you said they're yucky. They are. I'm like, <laughs> 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 but when you're cramping and cannot keep... Um, it, it's just I have to drink that. It has to be. I'm I'm dehydrated. That's that's the quickest way to recover is from Pedialyte. So so, so what what all cramped up on you um, on, on your body today? Um, underneath my rib and my right shoulder blade. If I hold my arm my elbow straight out, my hand up, such as uh, holding your brakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the shoulder blade locked up um, in the middle of. I don't even know what I was doing. Right. Uh, ri- I was doing a speed bar frontal, maybe? I don't even know. And it locked up on me right in the middle of, well, looking straight down at the water. <laughs> did you say that you had, like, um, uh, your your ab cramps, too? Oh, yeah, I did. Um, my harness wasn't adjusted correctly, 100%, um, which was my fault. I should have adjusted it before. And... Uh, yeah, so I was kind of like doing ab workout the entire time looking because had I was leaning back a little bit too far. And uh, so I kind of had to sit forward. Just extra energy spent that I really probably didn't need to spend and couldn't afford to spend. When you were being towed up, were you using your arms a lot? And was that really wearing you out also? Not so. 
It's well, you got an adrenaline rush. This is from start to finish. You're 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 on you're on a fix. I don't know why people do drugs. They can just come out and do this and. Because <laughs> I was high all day, and I don't mean by toad. I mean it was adrenaline pumping constantly. I'd go to open a drink and I'd notice myself shaking, and I didn't even notice I was shaking before. Wow. Um, but as you're getting towed, I did use brake. But you didn't have to. You could have weight shifted, um, which I did. I think on the last tow I did, I was doing more weight shifting than I was pulling because I couldn't. My my uh, shoulder blade was locking up on me, so I didn't really try to use the brakes as much. Try to give my uh, arms a rest. Now, Andrew also said too that you, we well we did five toes each, which is what more than what most people do. Is that what he said? I think it's one more than what he normally gives everybody but i mean we could have gotten even more if we weren't spent but i you could he would have said hey you know go up for free i i I couldn't have gone i was just beat i was done um you know i was just unprepared as much as i try to be prepared for this you can't prepare for something that you have no idea i've never as much during flying in what 65 hours that I have on my motor, I've never as much as had even a tip deflation. Well, today I've had right and left 50% deflation. I've had a full frontals. I've had speed bar 50%. Actually, I did um, B stalls, A stalls. Um, You did a horseshoe too. Yeah, I did a horseshoe and I did um, big ears, which I've never done before. By the way, those are super easy. <laughs> After you do them. After you do them, they're, they're very easy, right? He's like, do big ears. I'm like, okay, no problem. Pull? I'm like, oh, that was awesome. Yeah, look at that. Nothing happened. <laughs> no, no, it really doesn't feel like that it doesn't, at all. Neither does the horseshoe. The horseshoe is not, for Wait, me, right, right. for me, it was even less than big ears. And then for Sean, he apparently had a different outcome of his horseshoe yeah when i pulled when i pulled the the two a's center a's in together my whole front uh and my whole front just collapsed into it and uh i looked on my fly sky high and i was dropping at 32 feet a second and that's you're not supposed to you're not supposed to drop that much on on your horseshoe How, how fast do you think that you dropped on yours i don't think i dropped at all i didn't i never felt I felt it was less dramatic, and by dramatic, I mean not even noticeable, um, than my big ears. That's crazy. I don't understand what happened with mine. I think my trims were all the way out. Maybe. Did you look on the video and see if you noticed that? No, because it's on the uh, it's on the 360, so I have to actually, you know, download the footage and really look into it because it's on the you know low resolution mode when you're just streaming it from the from the uh, GoPro to your phone. So I wasn't really sure, and um, I'm not sure exactly what happened. But, you know, this whole podcast right now that we're doing, you know, is a bonus podcast of, you know, what to expect during an SIV course. That sounds like a really, what, is it cramping? Yeah, I got a cramp in my rib. (laughs) Right now. Just standing here, watching charcoal burn. (laughs) God. Oh, okay, so while while you're holding your side and stretching right now, um, that was only after five five toes uh speaking about toes okay i cramped my toes were cramping 
my 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 ribs just like you said my ribs were cramping um my my neck and shoulder oh my god my neck cramped um and then i yawned and then my whole throat and 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 everything locked up and i couldn't close my mouth okay cool because it was all cramped up which was scary uh, I think it was just, I think the heat, I think we had maybe a mild case of heat stroke or, or sun, whatever, whatever the mildest part of uh, being out in the sun and de being dehydrated. I think that was really it because after when we were back here at the camper and we had the AC on, when I was inside, I was fine. When we came out here to, to, you know, cook the brats, the heat and everything, even though I was sitting down drinking water, I was starting to cramp up again which I've never experienced. That was just crazy. I think it's just, I think it was the heat and lack of being prepared with uh, none of, none of fluids. Yeah. But um, so if you could tell someone out there, you know, how to prepare for an SIV and what to expect that you just don't see or hear on YouTube or podcast, what would you tell them? Well, no matter how many videos you watch, it's, you're not going to be prepared for what actually happens. Again, I've never had e as much as even a uh, tip tip collapse, and today was full on chaotic and controlled. Though it, I mean, it was bad, but it wasn't. It was controlled. You have somebody telling you exactly what to do and when to do it, and it really helps. And but to prepare prepare for it, drink a ton of hydrating fluids and the night before and when you think you've drank enough drink some more because if you're here in florida doing this you're going to be in 95 plus temperatures and they had we even were under a shade uh tent and it still didn't help i mean the winds were howling but it, it's hot air so it's not like you get any kind of relief from the heat. So, yeah, I mean, sweating, dying, <laughs> cramping, drink, drink fluids. That's, a, I don't know how else to tell you. Just drink fluids because you're going to light snack. Maybe do a, you know, a month of P90X or something, get you a little bit stronger, maybe lose a couple of pounds because, you know, I think we're both at what, 250-ish, 225-ish? I'm at 2.30, I think, right now. Yeah. About 2.50-ish right now. Yeah, so, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm doing it again. I just, I can't do it tomorrow. I'm just beat. I'm tired and I'm exhausted. So you actually planned on doing two days, and uh, you decided to do, like, a prepay for another another weekend, another day later in the future. Is that what happened? Yes. Um, <clears throat> one, we were supposed to have a bigger class, and that fell through so after getting literally just worn out today i don't see one i'm gonna get money's worth out of my class for tomorrow i'm, I'm too exhausted there's just no way there's no way i can do it right. and i actually went to the, the store and bought pedialyte and been drinking that since uh we got back and I still, I'm standing right you're here. Still, you're still cramping, still aren't you? Still cramping right now. I'm So to go back out there tomorrow would just be a waste of money because I'm not going to learn anything fighting fighting the wing and a cramp at the same time. Or fatigue, three. Or fatigue or something, right? Yeah. I'm, I just want to go to bed. <laughs> if, we, if we weren't going to be uh, cooking these, these burgers, we probably would have been snoozing right now because... 
I'm exhausted. Hey, when you when you left today, you went uh, to go do something. Pedialyte. Oh yeah, yeah. So you went to go get the Pedialyte. I stayed here, laid down, and as soon as my head hit the pillow, I think I was out because you left. I laid down, and all of a sudden you came back in. I'm like, what? Why are you here so soon? I mean, what happened? And you were gone for almost an hour. Yeah, I think it was maybe an hour, not even. I have no, I have no idea. Because I, I mean, I, I woke up knowing that I was dreaming. I mean, I, that that was just insane how how quickly I fell asleep but um yeah so it's really difficult to actually tell people how to or what to what to what to do to prepare for an SIV because what you're gonna be doing is you're gonna be looking at other SIV courses you're gonna be watching you know the the 360s that are out there I got a bunch of 360 uh SIV courses everything from being you know buckled in to towing to 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 doing something uh, up in, and and even landing but you know even if you're watching it in 360 VR you're you're not feeling the heat you're not feeling the wind the g-forces um and stuff like that oh speaking about g-forces I was just gonna say you need to you need to get on the g-forces because man i thought i i thought i had pulled some stuff before and and flying around with my paramotor but yeah i've not done anything like i have with this siv course i've when you, well, what kind of g-force did you feel like you you had and what caused it i don't know what i don't know how, i've never felt anything like that before but when you do a let's say a full frontal and you come out of it, you've got this surge that you got to deal with, and that sometimes will put you in a, in, in a spin, but will guarantee you to put you in a spin is a 50% deflation, and then he wants you to lean into it, into the deflated side. No, the other side. What, he also has you doing the, the deflated side. Uh -oh. oh yeah, I was hanging off of both sides. Oh, did he? Yes, both times, or uh, four different times I did two on the one side and two on the deflated really? side yeah okay I was, I was on the inflated side and then i pulled up so so what i did is i pulled my um, we'll just say i pulled my right and half of it deflated and i could tell that i was going down i mean no loss no no uh, butterflies and stuff like that like on a roller coaster no, no. not nothing at all yeah. but you could tell that you were going down but it wasn't scary and then I leaned onto the left side that was still inflated. And then I actually pulled the left brake to continue to um, use that wing. And then I went to the other side, let the, let the brake up. And then I just let it um, kind of fly to the, to the right that was deflated. Um, and then as soon as you let that wing up and it catches, man, you could feel, I mean, there's a big surge of, of speed. I guess what it is, is that you're going down, you know, so fast. And when it opens up, now you're going in for that glide and you're, that and you're, and you're going back up or something like that. But, um, yeah, the G forces were pretty intense. Did you ever do the, um, did you ever get into a spiral? No, no spirals. Um, other than when I was doing half deflations and leaned into the deflated side, and I ended up getting into the spirals that way. That's the only G's I really felt um, doing it that way. But I didn't do any spirals yet. That's one of the things I want to come back and learn how to do, because I like the uh, I like that feeling. Oh, dude! The first time that you do a real spiral, the 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 G forces are absolutely incredible. It, it's it's really amazing. Um, so when 
as far as uh, me and my cramps, like I said, everything from my toe to my back to my ribs to my neck and shoulder. Um, of course, I don't think I had any ab cramps, but um, that was really weird having that neck cramp. That really hurt. Um, yeah, so I went up. Uh, I can't remember exactly what we did. I know I pinned off early that first time. Yeah, you were only at like 2,000, 2000 feet, I think it was. Yeah, it was at 2,000 feet, and I don't remember why we... we why we turn why we oh okay um the boat was supposed was was going to be uh doing a figure eight like they normally do but we had so much headwind it was just going to be a straight toe so that first one i only got up to about 2,000 feet and i think that all i did was a couple of uh spirals and wing overs which was fun uh, it, was, it was nice to you know get back in the groove coming back to the shore we were we were facing away from the shore and moving completely sideways. We were crabbing the entire way because the wind was so strong. How, how'd you feel about that? Well, I was always taught from school, when I went to um, paramotor school, that you don't go up in these winds. And, well, we're going up in these winds. I'm like, I'm not... I wasn't comfortable. And honestly, if I think if I would have said, hey, I'm not comfortable, I don't want to do it, I would not have been asked to go and do it but i was just like you know what i i'm trusting my instructor i'm trusting the 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 situation and i did have a little a little hiccup but outside of that i mean it was good and if you've never done a elevator ride down on a on a glider because the winds are so strong and touch down with both feet together and then just turn around and set the wing down then uh, you should try high winds because that's what happens high wind laminar winds it's not not gusty um i've flown in winds like this before with a motor no no big deal i've flown like this some of my midday flights are about that windy but laminar wind not gusty not not crazy and you know overcast not uh, thermic but overcast most of the day yeah, until that sun came out, and I think that's when we got uh, overheated. Yeah, right around probably 11, mm-hmm. 11, 15, somewhere in like that, the wind came out, and it just got, I'm sorry, the sun came out, and it just got hot. It got ridiculously hot. It was, yeah. it was like, it's like, like being in hell. Uh, hopefully I'll never feel what hell feels like, because I think that's kind of what we felt like we felt today. Yeah, it was pretty, it was, it was warm, definitely warm. So I guess... Some of the things that we can, you know, take from this is if you're going to be doing an SIV course where it's going to be hot, make sure you drink plenty of fluids. Expect it to be exhausting. Expect expect five toes to wipe you out completely, and you probably want to sleep the rest of the day. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, unless you're a young kid and you're already athletic running mountains or something like that. Yeah, if you're in your 20s, 30s, you'll be fine. <laughs> it's us old farts but i'm in my i'm on the other downhill side of the 40s and uh i'm 51 right now yeah so yeah and i got an easy job in life well i shouldn't say i got a not a really demanding job i should say anymore so i'm not in the shape that uh i was when i was in my 20s and 30s but i mean it 
I don't know, go walk a little bit. Now, you're just, you can't be, you can't prepare for this. You can't do it. No, yeah, if, if you're, if you're older folks uh, that are doing this, um, definitely you want to be a little bit more prepared physically. Uh, mentally, pretty easy, no big deal. Yeah. Um, uh, I didn't, I don't think that I had to prepare mental, mental, uh, mentally for this because it was quite easy. But um, physically, it was just so demanding. Oh, okay, let me ask you this. Um, you went to school, your instructors told you not to fly and stuff like this until you get more, you know, um, uh, advanced or something. SIV courses are supposed to be more advanced yes. for advanced pilots. Now, you and I have both been flying since November, and, um, you know, I, I have flown in winds that are a lot worse than what you're used to flying so even though that we you know kind of been flying about the same amount of time um i got just a couple more hours than you, you got a lot more than me a couple yeah i, I don't even know what it is because i don't even count no more um i know that i have over 250 uh, i'm sure i'm pushing closer to 200 i need to look on my um so you have about i have 100 i mean sorry i have this like 65 hours total on my motor with 200 flights over yeah over 200 flights but they're not long flights i was told in school you learn more from taking off and landing than you do taking off going for two hours and coming back and landing right. which i see both sides of the argument of that's not true because you learn a lot while you're in flight mm -hmm. and then you learn a lot from land, taking off and landing so I stuck with what my teacher said. I can still hear him in my ear, and I every time I take off, I do what he's, you know, what what I was instructed to do, and and everything's worked out great for me. So, but yeah, launching today in the high winds was pushing my comfort level. Let's just say that's that's interesting. So I know a lot of people hear that you know after you go to school, go take an SIV course, but are you thinking? you know, wait for six months of flying, wait for a year of flying. What do you think in it, what do you think that you probably need to have as far as skill before going to do an SIV course? You know, while you were saying that, I was thinking, what what is a good answer for this? Because right. honestly, I felt before I got there that I was prepared for this and I have enough, enough experience. And then when I got involved in some of the chaotic stuff that, that happens, you know, if I didn't have the experience that I had having 65 hours, I think I would have, uh, I don't think I've been prepared to adjust brake when you're supposed to. Actually, I was braking, <laughs> I was braking when I wasn't supposed to because I was just kind of, it was chaotic. So I, I wanted everything to stop as fast as possible. And when you want something to stop, you hit what? Brakes. So after, after three or four, um, uh, different things and being told to stop hitting the brakes when I didn't need to hands up start listening to your instructor that's that's number one and then uh, I, I learned better and and flew a heck of a lot better so I think having a little bit of time under your belt are you talking about time or hours well that's the same I mean I guess I would consider it the same because we both have the same time the time in in the chair in 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 the air um, the more time you have in the air before you go to SIV, I feel, would be more beneficial because you understand what your wing is doing. 
So maybe a year after, like like your yearly anniversary of graduating um, uh, paramotor school would probably be the best thing to do, you think? I wouldn't say dates. I'd say hours on, you, on your, your time in the air. How many hours would you suggest then? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I do. I got 65 and I kind of felt a little a little shy of experience, if you will. But again, I've never had a, even a wingtip collapse. So today I'm doing a full frontal. How do you prepare for that? How do you how do you justify how many hours equivalents to exactly. <laughs> to a full frontal? <laughs> so so it's, it's really difficult to, to kind of, you know, come up with the amount of time that you need to prepare or or how many hours that you need in the air or how many months that you need to do it or motor time or kiting time. I mean, it's really difficult to say. It's pretty much, this is what I think. I think when you feel like you have really almost maxed out you know what you can do with your wing uh your motor and everything that you've done and you when you feel like man i want to go do an siv course because everything i'm doing right now is boring maybe then go go do an siv course or, and or look into it what do you think about that i mean why are you here i wanted i wanted to know what my wing is capable of doing i want to know when i'm flying in winds that are a little bit more outside of my comfort zone how much i need to worry about the wing above me and here at the SIV course, you're going to find out what your wing is capable of doing. And uh, I'm very pleased. I mean, I, I'm, I'm ecstatic at how well my wing recovers after purposely collapsing it, making it not want to fly. How hard was it to actually make that darn thing collapse anyway? Well, we're going to have to have a little debate on this because he, Andrew told me to pull it quickly. I pulled everything quickly and had no problems. Mm -hmm. There was one or two times when I had a cramp in my shoulder, I pulled slowly and I had a lot of trouble. Mm -hmm. So it's the, again, listen to your instructor when he tells you to give it a yank, the, the wrist roll. Mm -hmm. That's with the, you roll your, you pinky up. I don't even know how to explain this without being visual. <laughs> so your hand, your thumb is paint, uh, pointing down. You grab your lines, the pinkies up and then you pull down and roll your wrist inward. So your pinky's down. So your pinky's down and it just folds the, the leading edge down and it happens quick and it happens very, I, would, I wouldn't even say violently, it's coming out that's violent. Right. When you collapse a wing, it's, there's not really much, you hear a lot of flapping, that's it. It's when you come out of it and it wants to fly right and you have this surge behind it which you need to hands up and then check it on the surge. And I had trouble at first with that idea, but once I figured it out and got it straight, coming out of those weren't bad. Right. Again, I would never have known how to do any of this without coming to this SIV. Now you were doing a long um, XC with some friends um, a couple months ago. I can't remember when it was. <clears throat> and what was it? It's a, it was a poker run from Wachula to Avon Park. And uh, going over there was easy and fun, you said, but when you said you were coming back, that the winds were kind of, you know, bumping you around and uh, you landed out early. If you would have taken this class and then went and did this poker run, would you have landed out early or would you been felt okay to power through it and go land at your LZ? I would have laughed at the situation at the time because... or. Now that I've done the SIV, knowing what my wing was doing at the poker run, 
is nothing. I would almost say it was an overreaction of landing out early. Just because, the, I mean, there is so much you have to do to get this wing to collapse. And the winds weren't that strong on that day. So, yeah, I would have finished the uh, poker run. Uh, landed at the second, actually, yeah, the second LZ. And uh, been very pleased with myself. I still don't regret having the inexperience and, and at the time uh, landing out. I think it was the right decision to make and I got to fly the next day. So you're the uh, pilot in control. If you're not comfortable, land. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, we have a lot of different people that are flying out there. You know, some people will go up there and within the first month they're doing barrel rolls and wing overs. You know, they just started. They just kind of like have the knack for it. You know, for the first four months of me flying, I didn't even touch my trims or my tips during, you know, I was, I, you know, I took off, I got way up high. You know, I flew up there for, you know, about an hour. I enjoyed it. It was really great. And I'd come in, turn off my motor and coast in, you know, like you're, like you're supposed to. Now, you know, after doing the SIV course, you know, I put more hours on my motor. I've done so many more, I'd say maneuvers, not not stunts or, you know, not, um, you know, acro. Because this is, you know, SIV is not acro. SIV is not stunts. You know, SIV is to learn different maneuvers and it's pretty much a maneuver out of something that could possibly happen when you are you know, flying in conditions that could possibly collapse your wing. Uh, one of the things that my instructor was talking about was, you know, I mean, when would you need to learn, or when would you need to know how to do a 50% um, a collapse? You know, when would you need to do that? Here's something. So why would you need to know how to collapse half your wing? To lose altitude. Well, you could easily do that with big ears. You could do that with a spiral. One of the things that um, that Andrew was telling me last time was, what if you were coming in for landing, okay? And all of a sudden you had all these trees on your right-hand side and you could barely squeeze it and you don't want to get that wing caught, right? You can actually pull that, um, that, that collapse right. and come in, miss that thing, let it out and go land beyond. You come in some place where the where the uh, where the branches are kind of um, you know low or you know in between. You can pull big ears and slide through and land on the other side. He told you that he didn't tell me that. <laughs> I must have missed that. I must not have been. No, no, this no, this was the last time I was here. Okay, because because I, like, I was asking, it's like why would you need to do this? Why would you need to know these maneuvers? Right. You know what what are what are something what what are some real world instances that you would need like? Remember when Tucker was coming in for a landing, and he was too close to the trees and he got his wing caught like that. Right. What if he pulled a little biggier on that side when he was landing? He would have missed it. Yeah. So. Not, I mean, so it's not really acro, you know, it's not really stunts. And uh, I seriously doubt anybody would even think about pulling biggers in that particular situation. Yeah, no, I don't see that. But, but a lot of the um, stuff that we did today was also because of, like, um, the horseshoe. Mm -hmm. Is What if you get caught in a uh, cloud suck? Right. That helps well, you. That, that would suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> um, no, you just, that helps you. Biggers makes your wing go from a, a big wing to a smaller wing so you lose altitude 
again, if you're hitting high winds or, 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 or thermal, mm -hmm. then it helps you get through that and it gets lower. So, and knowing how to deal with a wing that just does not, was you weren't prepared for it to do something that it does and you've already done this at the SIV in a controlled situation, right. over water, parachute, or back, a reserve, and, a, and a, a boat, I mean, it's perfect. You can't, the perfect situation. I really wish that you were able to throw a reserve today too. That would have been really cool. I was asked three times to throw a reserve. I didn't. <laughs> You're like, I am not going to get my wing wet. No. But, um, I yeah. I never thought about that. I just literally was refusing to throw that reserve after I did the three pumps. After the three pumps of the break, if it didn't come out, then I would have threw the reserve because I would not have had a choice. I was going down. With with my new wing here, because I originally came over here to the SIV with the Roadster 328 meter. Uh, today, um, because my Roadster 3 is getting repaired, I bought a, a Gin Vantage uh, Gin Vantage 3 28 meter. Even though they're both the same meter, 28 meter, this one that I have actually has less fabric. It has A's, B's, and C's. And it's designed for, uh, it's, a, it's kind of a hybrid of um, a mountain wing and a motor wing. It has more lift with less fabric than my Roadster does, which is really amazing. But uh, yeah, I was able to do my five toes. I went up and uh, when we were doing that horseshoe, like I said, the, the horseshoe did not go as expected. I mean, I dropped uh, 32 feet a second, which was the fastest I've ever dropped before. Before this, um, the fastest was a spiral, and I was getting about 25 feet a second uh, drop. So 32, unexpectedly, really quick, I was like, no, I, I, I just don't want to do this. Matter of fact, I'm going to be uh, posting this, this SIV video probably pretty soon. I'd say... Um, Let's see, today is Saturday, right? I'm gonna drive back Sunday tomorrow. Uh, Monday, I'm off, so I might be able to get it f f finished and uploaded before our clearproptv.com live podcast on Monday night. I don't know. Uh, we'll find out here. But uh, anyway, I think that when it comes to something like this, being prepared, is probably dependent on how active you are, you know, uh, and your age. Well, actually, not too, so much your age. How active are you? You know, I think I, I think Mike Tyson, he'd have no problem going up and do this. He, would, he wouldn't get cramps. He'd even fight a shark. <laughs> he'd bite an ear off his shark. Yeah. <laughs> he'd say, big ears, I'm going to bite that big ear. So, yeah, I, I think it's pretty much how active you are. Um, I don't think it's so much the age. If you're able to, if you're able to be, if you're an, if you're an able body person, what's that? You want to you want to make the burgers? Yeah, make yeah, let's go ahead and make the burgers. I mean, that's what. Oh, we're gonna do it as we're doing it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got the charcoal going. Let's go inside because there's less uh, mosquitoes in the Less inside. less bugs, absolutely. And frogs. We're at I know right. We're at thirty. Or we're at uh, forty three minutes right now. Of this podcast hopefully it's it's been you know really interesting um as far as you know our our viewpoints um shane is a young guy what you're younger than me punk you're still in your 40s 
punk, Barely. punk, Barely. punk, and um, you know, and and the people that are doing the SIVs are, I think, isn't Andrew and uh, Jonathan? Aren't they in their twenties, thirties? And Leah, I mean, they're... Leah's probably... Well, she's been doing this for years, though. Unbelievable, yeah, so... That woman is amazing. Yeah, amazing. Leah is amazing, yeah. She makes she makes taking off and landing look effortless. She does. I, I've always... would. I mean, I would love to be able to to take off and land like her. But, um, you know, I think, I think push comes to shove. If you are... If you're active, if you can do some push-ups, if you can do some pull-ups, this will be no big deal. If you're not so active, I mean, my job is driving. Um, my sport is paramotor, which is sitting down most of the time. You know, my activity level is, is almost nil. So it is kind of difficult for me. Um, and you drive, you know, and your activity level is not that much. So, you know, it's... It really pulls a it pulls a lot out of you when you're doing something like this. Anyway, um, we're gonna be putting up a video. Uh, Shane, how can we get to uh, your YouTube? It's uh, Never Trust a Skinny Chef Shane, and on Instagram it is Never Trust a Skinny Chef, all one word, Shane, and uh, I'll, you'll see me on there. Do you tweet too? No, no tweeters. No tweeters, so you don't hear what uh, what the president's talking about. No. No. Um, you can always get me at ppggrandpa.com, um, clearproptv.com. That's where we have our our uh, our podcast and uh, paratalk.org. That's our audio podcast only, which is uh, where you're hearing this, or I mean any podcast at all, any pod, pod, podcast player you can hear us. Uh, have a wonderful day. If you want to ask us any questions about anything, please make sure you go to clearproptv.com on Monday nights at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get this to where it flows a lot better. <laughs> One of these days, I'm gonna be able to say it so so well. Uh, and, and go to the chat and talk with us. Uh, you can always email me anytime that you want to at ppggrandpa at gmail.com and uh, ask me questions that you want us to answer on the email and something that we could possibly bring up on our podcast thank you so much for listening have a wonderful day or evening or whatever it is it's dinner time right now for us um shane any any uh last thoughts any last words sign up for an siv have fun and uh, listen to your instructor listen to your instructor all right guys peace out bye